0: Welcome to Roaming Radio. I'm your host Sheridan Futrell bringing you episodes every other week all about the outdoors. We'll learn about new skills, get honest gear reviews, hear stories about belonging in the outdoors from other people just like you and so much more all in pursuit of a more adventurous life. So put on your adventure shoes and let's dive on in to today's episode. I want to talk about something called the 10 essentials. This is a list of 10 basic items that you should not go camping, hiking, or backpacking without. 10 might seem like a lot, but as we get into the list, you'll see that some things have crossover like your phone and what you'll actually carry, like the way you implement the 10 essentials will look different if you're camping versus hiking versus backpacking. The first thing on the list is navigation and What that looks like is either using some sort of paper map, a downloaded map on your phone, or a GPS device. So for a camper, you might use your phone to get you to the campsite, but having a paper atlas is very useful for when you are trying to go somewhere without cell phone signal. For a hiker and backpacker, this might be a handheld waterproof map, like those National Geographic maps, or the all trails app with a downloaded map it's always a good idea to have a paper map even if you are using a cell phone or some other app to navigate just because technology does fail batteries die and it's good to know that you have a backup a redundancy in this case is pretty good and it's a great idea if when i said navigation a compass popped into your head that would fall into this category as well. But a quick note on compasses is that it's not an inherent skill that we know as human beings how to do. So we don't know how to orient just by giving ourselves a compass and a map. It's not something that you want to learn in a moment where you're lost. So if you don't know how to orient here and don't know how to use a compass in conjunction with a map, that's something you can practice while you're on trails that you're familiar with or in an area that seems almost impossible to get lost in. But that's not something you want to rely on as a navigation source, unless if you have actually practiced that skill. The second essential is a light source. And this can look like different things for different activities. For campers, this might look like having a lantern. It might be using a headlamp, the headlights of your car, a handheld flashlight, or even your phone's flashlight. And for hikers and backpackers, this will look like a headlight, a headlamp, or your phone's flashlight. Headlamps are a solid way to go. They are, in my opinion, the best light source because for if you're camping, if you break down on the side of the road and you need to pop your hood, you can have something on your head versus trying to use one hand to tinker with your car and one hand to hold a flashlight. But when you get a headlamp, You don't have to get an expensive one. They have some really inexpensive ones at pretty much any sporting goods store. So that could be Cabela's, that could be Walmart, that could be REI if you want to go to REI. But either way, just make sure you have extra batteries or a way to charge the headlamp. So that way, if it does turn on unexpectedly from being jostled around, that when you go to use it, you're not, you know, without a light. Next up on the list is sun protection. If you're anything like me, you can get a sunburn just by thinking about the sun. And sun protection is more than just sunscreen. And it does more than just prevent you from getting burnt shoulders. Sunburns do lead to dehydration and dehydration can be the precursor for a first aid emergency. So That is one good reason that you wanna prevent sunburns. Also, they just kind of make your time not fun. It's not fun to carry a backpack when your shoulders are sunburnt, and it's not fun to sleep outside when your back is burnt. But sun protection is more than sunscreen. It can look like sunglasses, it can look like a hat, it can be UPF clothing, like a sun shirt or a sun hoodie. I love sun shirts and sun hoodies. They are surprisingly comfortable even in the summer. And if you're camping, you have the added ability to carry some heavier, bulkier items like an extra tarp that you can tie to your car or some trees or a rock from your car to a rock. So that way you have a little like sun tent. You can also get a sun tent or a pop-up canopy. And a good rule of thumb is if you can see the outside, you can get a sunburn. So you should always, always have sun protection the next on the 10 essentials is a first aid kit a first aid kit should be taken with you no matter what i have one in my car at all times i have one at my office desk so if i have them in these places you can best believe that i have one in every backpack that i own and they don't have to be big they don't have to be these big cumbersome first aid kits if you don't have first aid training and don't know where to begin buying those pre-made kits is a really good start. It's usually a little overkill or some things tend to be a little like, why is this in here? But it's a really great start when you are just building out your first aid kit. If you buy a first aid kit, and even if you make your own, you should make sure you know how to use every item in that kit. Much like the compass, if you don't know how to use something, when you need to use it in more of an emergency situation, it'll be pretty useless. Your first aid kit will also look different too, depending on what activity you're doing. For example, in my backpacking first aid kit, I have burn creams and like burn patches because a very common injury amongst backpackers is spilling or boiling water on yourself because there's usually not like a perfectly level table out in the woods. So being prepared for burns and in time where you're likely to get a burn is important If I'm camping, I use one of the store-bought ones that I've refilled over the years. And another thing I typically carry in my hiking and backpacking first aid kit is some sort of blister prevention and some sort of blister care. So whether that's little patches or moleskin, you know what works best for you. If you don't know what works best for you, you can figure it out. But having some blister care is nice to have in your first aid kit for backpacking and hiking. Okay, real quick. Have you heard about the Backcountry Social Club? It's an online community where you can connect with other adults who are new or new-ish to camping, hiking, and backpacking. Every month, there are two events, a skills workshop to help you get outside safely and confidently, and a fireside chat where we can connect with each other and build our community. There are other great perks too, like printable resources and quarterly gear giveaways for premium members. Basic membership to the community is completely free and the link is in the show notes. I'd love to see you there. The next thing you'll want to carry is a knife or some sort of sharp object that you can use to cut stuff. Some people have scissors in their first aid kit, and that's one example where the 10 items can overlap. I personally don't put scissors in my first aid kit. My knife is incredibly sharp and can cut bandages if I need it to. So I make sure I carry a sharp knife with me, whether I'm hiking, camping or backpacking. It's the same one and it's come in handy. I've used it to cut paracord or rope. I've used it to cut moleskin, which is used for blisters down to the size that I need. If you carry a knife, just make sure that it is sharp. The next item you'll want to carry with you at all times is a fire source. For some people, this is matches. If you do matches, get the waterproof variety. For some people, this is a lighter. And if you're using a lighter, make sure it has plenty of fluid. And for some, it is flint. I hate flint because it never works for me. So I carry a lighter with me. It's an easy thing to do. They're super cheap at gas stations. And you use them in many different ways, whether you're trying to start a campfire, whether you're needing to cook. They come in handy. I personally love lighters over all the other varieties. The next thing you're going to want to make sure you have is a shelter. And what this looks like for camping is either a tent, a camper, or your car. Your car can be a shelter. I sleep in mine all the time whenever I'm camping by myself or whether I'm on a road trip, I sleep in my car a good amount. So cars are definitely shelters. If you're hiking, you don't necessarily need to bring a full tent with you. I tend to have a space blanket when I'm going on short hikes in areas that I know well, just in case. And when I'm going on more remote hikes or longer hikes, I carry an emergency bivy. And you can get those on Amazon, Amazon, you can get them from REI. Amazon is a great place because they tend to be cheaper. And then when you're backpacking, that looks like whatever shelter you're going to sleep in, whether that's a tent, whether that is a tarp or a tarp and hammock. Your shelter is there to keep you dry and to retain some sort of heat in case of an emergency. So that's the purpose of a shelter. If you're camping or backpacking, your shelter might and very likely will be a little more comfortable than, say, that emergency space blanket. The next item, which is really two items, is food and water and bringing extra. So for food, you always want to make sure you have plenty of food. And not just plenty of food for your expected time, but plenty of food for delays. For camping and backpacking, that will look like bringing an extra day's worth of food and some extra snacks. I'm the kind of person who has snacks in their car because I commute, so I make sure I have some snacks in my car all times, and that's kind of my reserve for camping, but when I'm hiking, I also bring extra snacks. There was one time we ended up getting lost. It was me and two other people, and I was the only one who brought snacks, and a three-mile hike turned to a ten-mile hike, and that time difference was huge, and our energy was low, and we were getting really grumpy, and I was able... To feed everybody, even though it was only like a granola bar, I was still able to give us something to give us a little more energy and to <laughs> put away the hangry monsters. And that's why food is important. Snicker said it best when they said you're not you when you're hungry. And that applies to both your energy and how you interact with people, and also your critical thinking and your decision-making capabilities. If you're hungry and really, really hungry you will likely not make great choices, which can lead to an emergency. Extra water comes into play when you are camping, hiking, and backpacking. When you're camping, you might just bring some extra water jugs with you or like a case of water. You might be at an area with a water spigot, in which case you could refill your water. And knowing where you're going is very important for this one because Some places have water readily available and some places don't. And that's also true of hiking and backpacking. Some trails are along rivers and streams, so you have really easy access to water. If you're planning on having that access to water and using rivers and streams, make sure you carry a water filter with you. More specifically with backpacking when it comes to water is if you're doing a trail that is really common, you can check either Instagram or all trails to see what the comments are about the conditions. You can check the weather too to kind of see if there's been a lot of rain in the previous week or so that would replenish water sources. And if you're doing a section hike or even the full through hike of one of the longer trails, there's this app called Gut Hook, which is now called Far Out Guides, but it was previously Gut Hook. And those are really great for information on water sources because people leave real-time comments and so they tell you oh this water source that's supposed to be here is plentiful or they'll say hey all the water's dried up plan ahead so when you're backpacking those are some extra resources for you when it comes to water if you're hiking you could also just carry more water so i typically carry two liters of water on me if i'm doing under five miles over five miles I will carry three liters of water because I drink water like I'm a fish and if it's an especially long day hike I will bring my water filter and kind of treat it more like backpacking than I would with hiking and if you are treating water or want to just carry something that's really simple on you in case you need to and you don't want to carry a water filter you can do water treatment tablets or some droplets, those are also an option. I don't use those, I go with a water filter, but whatever works for you, works for you. And the last category of the 10 essentials is extra clothing. For camping, this might look like having an extra pair of socks or an extra jacket with you that maybe will keep you warmer. So if you bring like a sweatshirt, maybe also bring a down jacket or a puffy jacket. If you're backpacking, this definitely looks like extra socks to keep your feet dry, which prevents blisters. And it also looks like having those layers with you. So it looks like rain gear and it is making sure you have enough to keep yourself warm after the sun goes down. And hiking applies the same kind of logic with rain gear and making sure you have proper layering for when the sun goes down. And if you're in the shoulder seasons, it also looks like having a hat and gloves with you, even if it's just a light beanie and some light gloves. The point of this is to make sure you have what you need in case you need it. So it's thinking ahead, it's planning ahead, and that is really the whole point of the 10 essentials is to make sure that you are prepared for the likely things that are to come your way. As a fun little bonus to wrap up the 10 Essentials, and I've kind of mentioned them throughout the episode, is that there are items you can carry that cover more than one of these items, so it will double as two different items on the list. For example, your phone can double as a light source and your navigation. Your first aid kit, depending on what's in it, might double as your knife if you have scissors. Your sun protection, like your hat, or even a windbreaker could also double as extra clothing if that is an extra layer you have. You can get creative with what specific items you carry that satisfy these 10 essentials. And that will just help keep you safe. And it keeps you thinking about possibilities outside of the expected. And that really gets to the root of the purpose of the 10 essentials is to keep you safe, it's to keep you dry, and it's to keep you prepared. These aren't meant to be like a long packing list of things that you must have every single time because some person told you to. It's these items are 10 starting points to keep you safe when the unexpected happens. So I hope that this brought you some ideas for things you could carry in double 10 Essentials. I hope that this episode was a good introduction into such a fundamental part of outdoor recreation and maybe this got you thinking as well of things you should just keep in your car in case of a car emergency because this also applies to that kind of situation as well thank you so much for sharing this time with me on this week's episode of roaming radio if you enjoyed the podcast i'd love it if you could leave a review or rate the podcast wherever you're listening If you want tips, tricks, and inspiration for your pursuit of a more adventurous life, follow me on Instagram at SheridanRomes, and don't worry, that spelling's in the show notes. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, keep on exploring.